Attention, Pokemon players. You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. On today's episode, Jake runs end at 32. Chuck comes back from a hole. And we wrap up this season of IRL play. Chuck, how are we doing today, my friends? How are we doing? Oh, I am okay. I am uh, a little tired, as we <laughs> talked in the beforehand. I can't stop yawning. I don't know what it is, but I'm I'm ready to go. I just have had not enough sleep in the last three days. Not enough sleep so, and too much work. Too much work, not enough sleep. That is uh, solely the problem there. But uh, ready to have some fun and talk some Pokemon. So. Awesome. Well, let's start it off. We kind of talked a little bit of pregame um, where you came out from a hole. So uh, this week at your locals, uh, you started off 0-2, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the long story short, uh, I got there early. I started testing out. Uh, the guy was one of the kids where we played some fun games and I uh, just let him pick a random deck out of my deck boxes and he picked Rapid Strike Malamar. I wasn't going to play it that night. And I was like, played a game with it. And I was like, this deck's fun. I'm going to play this deck tonight. And I promptly went 0-2 in the first two rounds. And I was like, this deck does not have the same <laughs> pizzazz that it used to. No. But I dug myself out of the hole, winning my next three rounds. And still managed to get, I think, sixth or seventh place, which still uh, got store credit back. So... You Yay. climbed into the top, I, the, the upper I, echelon of players. <laughs> I don't know how I did it. I said that when I was standing there looking at the final standings. I don't know how I did that, but uh, I climbed back uh, in and just pulled out some some victories. Um, but yeah, yeah cool. it does it does not have the same pizzazz that it used to. So no, I can think of like three other single prize decks that I would rather play other than Malamar. And I I was a big proponent when that first when that deck first came out. Yeah, I, I thought it might still do well. But uh, I don't know. I just did that thing that Malamar does where you just get awkward hands and then you go shrug and then you lose. <laughs> so exactly. that I did that in like my first couple of matches. So it happens, my friend. It happens. Yeah. So how was your week? Um, it was a little bit up and down, um, like I kind of alluded to in the intro. Um, our run ended at 32. Um, but I just want to throw out the love to the, my team uh, at um, Sports Card Junction. Uh, we got uh, Adam, a.k.a. Random Dude. We have Colton, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Roids, and Samantha, um, a.k.a. Sailor Sphinx. Um, also, a sh- big, big shout out to our tournament organizer um, and, and representative of the store at, at Sports Cards Junction, um, Nate. Um, love each and every one of you guys, this run, um, although ultimately wasn't what we wanted, um, and we were very close, and I'll kind of go in there. Um, I just wanted to say uh, thank you guys. This is a fun run, um, and wanted to trade it in for the world. Um, but that being said, um, what happened there? We ended up losing um, five. They got five points, and we had three. Um, kind of like last week, where I was in my, uh, I was just finishing up my second game. Um, and I was heading into game three and that, you know, that could have potentially been, you know, if, if our, if we did pull out one more win, I could have potentially done it. And we were, I was playing um, my, my Arceus deck with, with, um, with the Tapu Cocos uh, versus just a straight Palkia. The first game, I just kind of break the second game. I, I pulled it out. 
Um, so, I mean, I, I like my chances in that going into game three, right? So, um, unfortunately, uh, you just kind of got path path um, in that last round uh, and just didn't quite get us um, over that hump, which is, it's all good. I mean, I don't think there was anything I would have, um, you know, traded there. Although my first, uh, my first round was a little clunky and I ended up losing my first, like I got swept against a Arceus box with the, with the Charizard package. Um, and I attribute that a lot to a couple changes I made this week. Um, I, I definitely thought that our team that we were playing against was going to do a lot of fighting. Um, so I teched in a Hoopa V uh, that have just different weakness spreads. Uh, and that was the worst card I could have ever put in that deck um, for multiple different reasons. Uh, one, they didn't <laughs> play fighting, uh, or uh, so there was no like weakness tech, right? Uh, two, it is another starter that I don't want to start. And even though it was a one of, I happened to start it both of my games in that round. And then again, in the first game of round two, um, and it really just clunks up the deck. Um, I don't know how man. I only start with Hoopa um, yeah. three games in a row in a, in in that kind of thing. But um, either way, um, even if I didn't start, it's just a, a dead kind of card. Uh, so that was a, a bad meta call on my part. Um, and then just kind of unfortunate starts, um, like I said. And then we did kind of go as a team. We decided to go with the Gyarados, uh, the Gyarados Arceus build, uh, because again, we were trying to counter them with a bunch of water because the week before they had a lot of Sobble decks, um, thinking maybe we can get ahead of the curve. And unfortunately, uh, we knew it was a risk because that deck, while it works, it just shuts down water in Inteleon, but sometimes it just clunks up. Um, and more times than not, it, it did just clunk up a little bit, unfortunately. Um, but we kind of said going into that, we wanted to, if we were going to win or lose, we wanted to go for it. You know what I'm saying? No, no, just safe calls. Yeah. So we wanted to catch them off guard and potentially, you know, get a good meta call, which it kind of was because I had three decks with uh, with water Pokemon in there with abilities. So unfortunately, it just kind of clunked up. So our and did run at 32. But like I said, I'm, I'm proud of every single one of my teammates. Um, um, I know Adam carried us through through most of those rounds with just with an unbelievable record uh going through people um and colton and samantha coming in with some huge wins along the way to help the team uh progress um so we're just going to keep going uh for next season uh, i know there was another season announced so uh, i know i'm going to be going for sports card junction again and uh, hopefully we can build upon this 32 finish yeah yeah that's i mean uh, top 32 is is an accomplishment in that. So it's top right. 32 in the in the world. So right. I um, mean, we would have loved to be sweet 16 um and, and get there. Um ultimately just fell short. But again, we were very close. We were right there. Um yeah. none of the games were blowouts except for my first round and I kind of you know got kind of messed up there. Um but each one of us won at least one game. Um and we're just just kind of ultimately just fell short, but I don't think it was because of anything skill based. I think it was just you know uh, the way the yeah. crumbles. Um, and again, I'm just proud of the guys and gals. Um, and yeah, so that was it. Uh, that my season one has ended. Um, well, our first season, I guess, our official season, um, and we're going you know into the world's meta. Um, yep. or, and after worlds, that's the end of season, the season for everybody. So this is going to be our season finale of the podcast. 
Uh, yeah. Just yeah. Off, yep. so there's going to be a lot of cool topics to kind of go along with the, the end of the season, the start of the new uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, but before I wanted to um, go on to those, I just had one more thing I wanted to say about the week. I was a little bummed out because I, I was going to have like a, a watch party at my place for the world's, um, you know, watch everything at Twitch, have a couple of locals come and watch. Uh, but unfortunately, I forgot that my dog Rex is getting fixed, so he's going in on Friday. Uh, so he's going to be <laughs> down and, and out, and that's why I can't really have people come over because he's just going to be um, a sad, sad boy. And I, I send my condolences out to Rex. Uh, he doesn't know what's coming, but it's it's going to be a long weekend for him. Uh, that's going to be a that's going to be a long weekend for that pupper. Mm-hmm. But I hope everything just goes well for him. Hopefully, I mean, I'm everything should go fine and letting you know, so we'll we'll see. Yep, all right, so let's right, get so, sorry. No, I was gonna say, what do you want to get into first? Let's get into um, kind of reminiscing a little bit over this season. Um, there was a lot of highlights and lowlights, um, I know for myself, for you, um, for the communities that we're part of, um, and I just kind of want to go into that so i'm going to start off we're going to kind of both answer the questions as we go along um and if you have anything else that pops up just let me know um but we're going to start off with the favorite uh your favorite deck of the season and you can give two if you want uh but just kind of you know give reasons why um your favorite deck that you've played all season oh i mean that's a tough one because I've had some fun stuff, but um, I am probably going to say this season, the what I like playing the most, I want to say just when Lilligant came out, I'm going to say this just because I had a lot of fun playing it in that tournament. Right. I mean, this is obviously not a tournament a top tournament deck, but I had a lot of fun trying to hit that gas when it just comes out first day at that full grip games tournament. Uh, one, oh no, it was a 5k, no, 5K okay. yeah. so yeah, so uh, that was a lot of fun that day, and I did well with it. Um, other than that, I mean, uh, Rapid Strike Malamar has always been fun. That's a deck I'll probably never take apart. I've had a lot of fun playing single prize decks. Um, so that's another one that's up there for me. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, some good decks there. Um, I know definitely you've had some pretty good runs with both those decks you mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. You know, at, at Indy, Indianapolis and at that full grip, uh, full grip five k. Um, so no, yeah, those are pretty awesome choices. I don't think that was too far off of what I expected. Yeah, um, I mean, I've had fun playing other things. Uh, I have I always have fun playing Rayquaza, but sometimes it's it's hard to have fun uh, <laughs> playing Rayquaza. Uh, so that's like a up and down hill for that one, right? Hundred percent. What do you, what have you had fun playing? With? All right, so I'm gonna or, give a few just... shout outs that are not quite up at the top, um, but I'm gonna start with uh, just just straight Mew Vmax. Uh, I know love it or hate it. Um, when it first came out, it was pretty fun. Um, I had some success with it. I I got my spot on the team challenge. Uh, in actually in um, the the largest team challenge qualifier event in the state of Pennsylvania, I won with Mew. Uh, so 
that was a kind of a fun one. And obviously we already know, you know, what kind of does uh, another shout out to just Palkia. Um, uh, you know, the deck does what it does. It's kind of fun. It's different. It plays different, um, especially these last couple weeks, uh, you know, the last month being able to kind of experiments with the Iridas um, and, and different options you can have there. Um, and of course there are a couple of those one prizers that are fun, but like Leon Zard at locals had some fun with that. Uh, did a box it's a newer one prizer had some fun with that as well uh, but ultimately it's rc uh, rc i'm gonna just say rc's box um so going into indianapolis i kind of played straight rc's intellion uh, miscut by one game so uh, you know i was very close with that deck uh and then he going into team challenge just changing it up a little bit um with that rc's box with the taco cocos the the decision wise having different weakness spreads um, I definitely feel like it helped us get through at least a couple rounds with some of my games and matchups. Um, so uh, I would say RCS box was my favorite deck of the, of the year. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to, I was sitting here trying like uh, listening to you and like, I was trying to think about how far back I had to go, but it really wasn't that far. If we just count this season. Yeah. We're just playing be... this season. Maybe the last like year obviously not anything yeah. you know pre-rotation or anything like that yeah um, so so mu is i mean the mu's been around long enough and yeah i mean it was that, part I of can't the team challenge qualifier so it still counts as a season for sure yeah 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 i yeah i can't i can't think of anything else that would have changed changed my answer on that one so right. yeah there's definitely some top top decks and and uh, you had good good runs with all of those too so yeah, ultimately not not as far as I wanted to go. So we'll talk about that a little bit later, I guess. But yeah, yeah the decks are fun. Um, so uh, going into the next question, what has been your favorite card or cards? You can pick two to three uh, cards that you enjoyed putting in any uh, any deck, really, um, any texts or anything that's a meta staple. What what are those cards that you've just played had so much enjoyment with this year? Um. So I, so this is, this is one thing I've learned about myself. I'm going to say I have a couple that I've had. Um, so it was really fun to have a Whimsicott that can play uh, with the big, big boys. Yes. Uh, so that was fun for that period of time. So it was really, it was really neat to see that uh, and, and fun to have that for a moment. Uh, but I learned that I am, a fanatic for welder like cards so <laughs> uh i have been sitting here like i literally scratch it like i i need to find a way to play gardenius i just have a lot of fun playing that type of card um it's kind of been missing since i've played a lot of welder decks right. towards the end um I, I was a huge fan of center scorch um towards the end of that pre-rotation so uh, still been finding trying to find a way to bring him back but anyway uh yeah that's that's the the card one of the two cards that i find uh, a lot of fun to play uh in general um I, I, yeah that's those are the two uh i've also had a lot of fun playing roxanne and roxanne's great and, i mean roxanne path um it just gives you a lot of comeback potential and i think that was really lacking in the season before or kind of the year before i mean yes there was reset stamp but there was a lot of um there was a dead period between reset stamp and and roxanne 
and just the speed of the game that just felt like if you fell behind, you were just going to lose. Now, I mean, still Roxanne Path is a lie. <laughs> How many times yeah, yeah. people got out of it? Uh, but it still gives you that opportunity uh, to come out and win. And we say it's a lie, but it still works mo- the majority of the time, right? Um, yeah. So it makes your opponent think of the prize trading and, and kind of the support state and everything like that. So, um, yeah, Roxanne, is, was a, that's a good pick. Yeah. I mean that's gonna that's gonna round it out. I always have fun playing Marnie's too, but Roxanne, you know, gets them a little deeper. So right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So those would be probably be the, the things I've had the most fun. I, I mean there's always times like peaks and valleys where I have a lot of fun playing stuff. Yeah. Um busting things out like Orbital, like I did a few weeks ago. I have fun fun with weird stuff every now and then. Right. Uh, but um, those are probably the things that I go back to and constantly have fun with. Right. Uh, speaking of that, like constantly going back with. Um, so I have a few. Um, first and foremost, just Arceus, right? Arceus VSTAR, um, the energy acceleration. It's a it's a kind of card um, that I've always enjoyed. So it has an attack, but it's decent attack. It could take it could take knockouts at worst two shots, right? Um, but energy acceleration that was very much like. Pikaram of the old, how I really love that deck, um, where you just hit and then you know you, you accelerate. Um, although this is a little bit slower, but we are in a, a quote unquote slower uh, meta, um, you know, having to evolve, but still having that just the RCSV's um, attack slash energy acceleration option there. Um, so I really really like that. Plus, you know, just the versatility of it with its with its uh, V Star power, being able to search out two cards. Um, and then again, with it being all colorless, you can really put that with anything, right? It's a, it's a deck builder's yeah. um, paradise, I guess, because you we've already seen it. Like, what VMAX wasn't seeing play? Oh, um, yeah, put that guy in, put Arceus in there, and then automatically he has chance, right? Um, yeah. Some decks are better than others, but he's definitely opened up the table for a lot of these Pokemon. So Arceus, again, I don't, I don't know if that's really a surprise because that was like kind of like my favorite deck. Uh, but that was that that was definitely probably I would say the a number one but I have two more that I want to talk about um, and that is the second one I want to talk about is radiant Greninja um, you know it goes really well with Palkia obviously um, but just having that draw uh, the extra draw um, putting the energy into this card pile because obviously Palkia helps but there are other things that it helps out as well um, putting putting those in and having kind of combinations with like um, training court so you can like draw that and then you know have a training court or um you know kind of do that kind of loop or what whatnot and it just and plus it has a pretty decent attack right um it, your opponent has to respect the attack 90 to 2 pokemon uh it it can take out those sobbles it can set up math it can do a lot of different things so there's a lot of versatility with with greninja and he doesn't just need to go in pocket decks he can go into a lot of different decks and then the last card I want to talk about um, is trekking shoes. Again, um, just thinning your deck, looking at looking at cards, uh, making decisions. Um, a lot of decks again with like just like I said with Greninja. Oh, uh, you pulled an energy. Oh no, I don't want that. I want to put it in my discard, um, and then look at the next card, and then just kind of play off of that. Um, you know, just helping thinning, giving you options. Um, it, it's it's a good card. Uh, it's great for the format. I think just. Uh, having that consistency card in there. I agree with you. 
hundred percent. That's one of my like top cards. I think that that we've gotten released for deck building. I am I'm always trying to fit as many trekking shoes as you can in a deck. I just feel like, I mean, it's almost like you're building a fifty six card deck instead, but it's not really like I don't want to say it like that because it just accelerates you through the deck a lot quicker, and right. I like that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, let's move on to the next. Um, and this was always my favorite with our standard four when we have guests. And we don't really ask these kind of questions of ourselves very often. Um, but with this last season uh, being played, what was your best memory? Or I'll give you two if you need. Uh, but memory of this last season of in the Pokemon trading card game. Um, well, I'll give you... I gave you two answers. Um, so of this, of this season, one doesn't really even pertain to the season. It's just a, a, a fond Pokemon memory of that happened this year. Um, I, I mean, uh, the first one is uh, just the the final the final days of before I had to move. Uh, just the love that I got from everyone in the Pittsburgh local community. Uh, before I left uh, is is very touching. It means a lot to me. So um, the gifts and, and, and the gift of the Marnie card is special to me. So that was a very good memory of of mine in just Pokemon in general that happened right. to happen this season. Um, but if we so that's that's up there. But if we want to talk an actual memory, this competitive like this competitive season, uh I, I just gotta go with the awe of NI I see like the the big Pokemon event. Uh it was a great memory and spending it uh with with friends in, in the group. Um it was a, a wonderful I had a wonderful time even though I could only win two games during the entire tournament. So uh like it's just a great time for me. Uh, I had a blast and it was really neat to see what large Pokemon, like really large Pokemon events can mean and how much extra fun stuff you have can go on and, and just spend the time with friends there. So, right. No, those are, those are awesome. Um, I do want to second that. Uh, one of my best memories uh, is just being able to travel to the small, the, the, the three tournaments we did get to go to, or I got to go to um, Indianapolis, um, new jersey and and in uh, columbus right yeah. um those were all really fun um all different experiences but being able to share that with the local group that we traveled with um and then just meeting people on um that you know we've met a lot of friends through this uh, podcast and just on the online community in general and getting to meet those those people uh for the first time and you know talk pokemon you know share that interest um and and you know just the camaraderie um within our inner group and then you know going into the the community group it was great um and it was also just great to test myself and see kind of where i lie where where what i'm doing good what i'm kind of not so good and what you know what i can improve on um and i think i've i've taken a lot of those lessons to kind of help me along the way um obviously you know i'm i'm far off from being you know one of those top players um but i don't think it's going to you know, if I continue with this path, I think I can get there within the next couple of years for sure. Yeah. 
Um, but I would say you're just, like, a, you're just a season away. We just need a new full season. That's all. Well, I think I can, I definitely think if I grind and I go to enough events, I can make it, but like to actually compete to like win, that's where I want to be, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, you but, just gotta get your foot in the door. That's like, you gotta get on the world stage. And then once you're there, anything can happen. Oh, for sure. So, oh, for sure. I'm not going to rush it though. Cause I mean, like I said, <laughs> there's so many things in this game outside of just competitiveness that um that i very very much enjoy and community being that um and just the camaraderie with our locals and, and everybody talking uh deck building and all that fun stuff it's all fun but uh, i would say my number one memory is all, it has to be the team the team challenge here at the end um and it wasn't one specific game it was just every round you know round by round all the preparation talking with the te- our our team um, the camaraderie there. Um, and then like, if I fall down, um, you know, one of my teammates gets me and vice versa. There's, there was, like I said, there were so many moments, um, where each of us had a clutch win to, you know, go on throughout the next round and throughout the next round. Um, and it wasn't just an individual, um, thing because each person had a time to shine and, and put their, their mark on the team. Um, and that was a great joy to be a part of. And then just, just, like there were a lot of close games right and i guess my favorite one i guess was uh in our first our second match our second match i go into my last game game three of the third round everybody's finished we're tied and the winner of that game moves on um and then just the the eyes on me and in the nervousness but i pulled it out and then just the cheers i was getting it was it was it was gratifying for sure um, to be able to, you know, to help the team get get further into the into the tournament. Yeah, that's that's got to be a good one. The team aspect also helps build it, like just because you're you're with people. So mm-hmm. yeah, and like I said, um, you can't do this uh, even though it's a individual game. It's really not. <laughs> so yeah. you you do need people <laughs> to help you get get to where you need to go. Um, but that being said, that's a kind of a good transition into the last question I have for the end of the season kind of recap. Um, so the season is ending. Um, what are some, you know, goals, uh, that you have for next season? Um, and I kind of want to put a second part to that question and what are you going to do to get to those goals? So, um, it's really hard the one aspect of competitive Pokemon that I've yet to experience is is the grind of the longer season, like the the League Cups, the smaller events. Right. Um, so it's hard for me to place a goal on that, but I do want to improve myself from this year. So in placing a goal... Uh, I want to a obviously we're still going to go. I'm going to go to regionals, but I want to put a lot more prep on it, and I definitely want to head into more. I want to get to experience day two, so that is one goal for uh, a regional. I want to improve the more I go. So if I go to a regional, like kind of like stepping stones. If I go to the first one. I don't make day two. Then by the next one, if I go to the second one, I want to make day two on that one. Like I want to keep progressing forward. Um, 
so and I don't I don't know what to say like about League Cups and like how many I think I should win or right. uh you know what I mean like say more events uh that grind will be new to me but I want to progress farther from where I was currently so going into the regional season I would like to hit a day two quickly and then I'm not saying like top eight but I would like to hit a day two know what that experience is like and I know I need to put more prep work into it. Um, so that's that's a thing that I'm going to do more this year is for these big events, set aside more time for testing, talking with groups. And um, hopefully, I mean, I have a lot less, hopefully I'll have less life things going on at this time. So right. I don't have to like move and right, move right before one. But those are things that I want to set more time aside to do. I want to focus a little bit more on those competitive events and hopefully improve my performance. So, right. yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't like shooting too high, so I don't want to be like I'm gonna top four or regional next year, but I want to hit day twos, and that could be anywhere in day two. Right. So that's what I plan on doing. Right. I mean, for me, I think it's it's kind of what you were kind of saying. Um, I do want to hit a lot more IRL events. Um, obviously, hopefully, uh, Pokemon. You know we'll have those cups, those, those, um, uh, a lot more regionals that we could travel to. I, I really want to go to a good handful and give myself a chance. Um, so setting aside, you know, setting aside time, um, and hopefully, you know, nothing major, you know, happens in life where it, there's a setback here or anything <laughs> like that. Right. So, uh, that's first and foremost, being able to commit the time. So I'm going to tr- hopefully be able to do that. Um, and then obviously improvement, uh, in my game, uh, there are a couple key factors in my game that I do want to improve that I feel like I can that will get me to that next level um, into those top eights and stuff. So ultimately, I do want to make cuts um, and top eights, but a few things I do need to do um, to do better um, at that is is first and foremost, um, know the meta. So with that kind of being said, um, being able to go into a match, uh, obviously a closed deck list match. Um, flip over our cards and see my opponent has, you know, one or two cards that are giveaway. So I see, oh, this is a Sobble. Um, and then I see, uh, you know, something else that, that might lend to me the thinking, oh, this is like, like, like with Palkia, like, oh, like I see this card. I automatically know it's Palkia with Ice Rider or Palkia without Ice Rider. Kind of like being able to ad- identify very quickly what my opponent is playing. And then no matter if I'm, um, no matter if I am favored or not favored, knowing my path to victory right away. Um, that is the number one thing I need to think I need to fit, not fix, um, but get a little bit better at to help myself, you know, get a little bit more percentage points on, on winning some games. Um, and then having less tunnel vision. I think a lot of people fall for that. Like even a lot of top players fall for that. Um, there's a lot of times where we see one win condition and it's so blatantly like there's a second path that you can take. Um, but you're so focused on that road ahead that you just don't take that right turn that, you know, there's a little further. And obviously there's a lot of different um, scenarios that can happen. And I don't have any examples, but um, being able to stay open-minded and see the whole game game board and, and, and kind of read that situation um, so reading the board with um, with deck deck I, deck identification, your path to victory, and you know just being able to see your options. Um, 
which is very, very important. And then lastly, um, deck building. I think that's huge. I think that player skill can win you games, but I think that the deck building and preparation wins you tournaments. And that's what I need to get better at. So, yeah, obviously the meta is going to change by the time next season opens, uh, but hopefully I can find some of those key cards that can kind of sneak me some wins, you know, along the way um, to get me to those spots. So those are the, you know, the three things that I definitely want to work on um, going into next season. Yeah. Um, the one thing, the one thing you said, I want to caveat and like not caveat, but kind of join in and say is, is, is the tunnel vision, but, uh, I don't need that. Not necessarily the same way you have tunnel vision. Uh, I need to, uh, get out of like the tunnel vision. And I think that something can, I get tunnel vision on thinking things can work and, Mm -hmm. and I need to, uh, know when to hit the abort button and, and, uh, and set this and set it aside and think and and go down a different path. So that's and you know me, I always like to try things that are different. I don't necessarily want to go down the 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 beaten path that everyone is going down. So, but for me, I also need to realize that those are. That's one thing I need to prove on is I need that. That's a real. That's a that's a path I should go down at least. Right. To know how to play them, should I can't should I can't like should i have to like i need to get practice with things like that because there's multiple times where like i should have just played what was good because i couldn't practice because i didn't practice or couldn't have practiced but i have zero experience with things as well so right i mean another example i guess um of of tunnel vision um i guess is not necessarily like your deck selection um, but say like you were trying to take a, you know, the knockout for win, but you can't get there um, for what, whatever reason. Uh, and then they can definitely just like boss up like a, like a Sobble or something and win. Right. Cause they're, they're only one prize away, but you have your main attacker. Um, maybe they can't knock you out either, but you know, like, Hey, there's a boss. So maybe that, that tunnel vision kind of is, Hey, play that drizzle instead of trying to go for that knockout. Um, get the scoop up net, scoop him up, and then that way he has no boss option. Um, this is just yeah. one, you know, maybe may, you know, one example of something that could happen that potentially, like you know, potentially would save you. So you can, you know, be able to like two shot that guy, um, instead of ha- you know him having boss. Obviously, yeah. there's always plays arounds for you know the, the your opponent as well. Um, you know, I can't warrant this thing, but again, reading the the board situation, um, and seeing where you are that. A lot of people do get that. Like they'll they'll try to get that that drizzle or that extra damage, right? Um, and yeah. not thinking um, that there's a different way that you can get there. So no, yeah, that's, that's things that I also I can I can improve on too of that tunnel vision things like that because it's not necessarily like it's it is that you just kind of like focus on what you're you're trying to do, right? when when you're playing you're like this is my win con and you might be right this is your win con but uh you also when you're playing you have to think of your opponent's win con right kind of like you you got to know what he has to go through what he's going to do so in situations where that where you're tunnel visioning on what you need to do 
you may be missing a, a slight play that is you're leaving a door open for your opponent to sneak in to win or something like that where you're it's multiple times where i've i've gotten caught off guard we're like all right well this this guy he can't take this ko i'm safe right like just not doing not doing the math like not doing the actual math just being like no nah, he can't ko this 280 pokemon he doesn't have it there's no possible way he can do it like i'm just like things like that and then you watch him do it and you're like I guess he could take it. And then you just didn't set yourself up in case he could because you're like, I'm golden. But you could have like, oh, I could have quick called and got another Palkia out just in case, but I didn't. Right. I mean, it comes down to, you know, there's like, I when playing any competitive game like this, there's like three levels of play. Like level one play is, you know, you're thinking of what you're going to do your turn, not thinking, you know, the next turn ahead or anything like yeah. that. And that's typically, you know, those new new players. Um um, but then you know, you have your level two where you're thinking of what you're doing in next turn and then a little bit of what your opponent's supposed to be doing. And then you got that game, you know, that level three level where you're thinking about your turn, your next two to three turns, and then your opponent's uh, board state and what their next two to three turns look like. Um, so you got to try to get somewhere in between that two to three, right? Uh, yeah. You don't want sometimes, you know, when you're at that level three, you're thinking too far ahead and then you can miss early steps. Um, but I, I figured like those are the, the best players that kind of already know what you're going to do your next turn uh, before your next turn even hits. So you, you do need to get into that, you know, mindset of, um, you know, not you, I'm just saying in general, um, yeah. you know, thinking of what your opponents are doing and knowing their outs. So that's kind of another kind of going into knowing the meta. So um, you have to assume your opponent knows uh, the meta and what their win conditions are. So in your head, hey, if you're still on your turn, what is your opponent's win condition for next turn or set themselves up? And is there anything else you can do other than just attacking to, to stop that, you know? Um, so those are kind of like where you're, where people are at. So um, yeah, I'm trying to be proficient at level three. It's not always easy, uh, but that's where you got to try to get to. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's not an easy task to do. Um and some things are like a little bit harder to read than others. Right. I mean, like a, a as an example, just why I said that, like a Mew Genesect play is kind of like when you're playing against it, it might be a little easier for you to read what their next turn is going to be. Like right. what you basically just got to go, what do they want to do to me? Oh, they're going to want to boss and kill this, or they're just going to KO my active or something like that. You know what I mean? Or they need to get energies. Right. So like, or those tablets or something to boost their damage. Yeah, yeah. Some, some, yeah, something like that. So you're, that's what we're thinking of is like, what are they going to try to do to me? If I take this KO on this thing, well, how are they going to KO this back? And it's just like, right. oh, they, they have this option, this option. and But you, you're not necessarily thinking, you just know they're going to be able to draw through a bunch of cards. So you're just like, is it possible? Like, maybe not. Do I have to think of a different workaround? Like, do I need to, do I need to, path Roxanne this turn because he's too far ahead of me at this point like you know do I, mean? I like need to like take that. a knockout so that's actually exactly. a legitimate question depending that's on I, the board state so that's what I mean like, like do I have to is it more important for me to rather than try and dig for the the cards I need to do a boosted damage is it more important for me to just find the path Roxanne if you only can do one like one word or the other right that's where these when you're playing his like his turn in your head 
that helps you get that that correct decision right what you need 100 percent agree um you know time will tell obviously you know i can't wait for this journey uh to, mm -hmm. to start uh after this worlds but i'm going to enjoy worlds um while yeah. it lasts or while it's here this uh coming up weekend um but with before we get into worlds Let's jump into our fun middle of the show shenanigans and let's start off with some trivia. It's time, time to for trivia. 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 Yep, yep. Trivia. All right. Okay. Uh, I got one. If you if you want me to go first today. Yes. Okay. Um, so per the usual, I'm gonna play guess that Pokemon this ability or attack belongs to. And today's attack um, is Raging Blast. Raging Blast. That. Um. I want to say. I don't know why, but I want to say Heatram. There's a lot of different Heatrans out there. Heatran V. Okay. V or V. I, no, V. I don't know why. I'm going to say Heatran V. Heatran V. I probably got the... You were very close. Radiant Heatran. <laughs> I, I, uh, so you I were kind of... It, it was kind of funny that you brought... Um, or I, I picked this card pre because you were talking about Gardenas and, and, and lists that are kind of like that. Um, yeah. There is actually a fun deck that's out there that just kind of loops uh, Radiant Heatrans out there with the Gardenas, um, put in the stadium, the, the 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 cemetery out there to hurt himself, uh, and then just put yeah. all three energies and just like, boom, killing them uh, or killing whoever's <laughs> in front. Um, and then obviously a lot of recovery options. Um, is the deck great? Probably not because it's like very inconsistent, but um, it seems so like a fun deck and it was kind of funny, but... Um, let me read the attack if, for those who don't know. Uh, so for a fire and two colorless, it does 70x. This Pokemon uh, does 70 damage for each damage counter on this Pokemon. So again, if you're if you're hurting him, especially with um, uh, like the, the combo I said, you're going to get um, where you're getting six, uh, six damage counters on you. Um, so you're doing 420 damage. Uh, just off of that if you can loot that um so, so it, how, it is kind of funny what are they doing they're using the bog to put him down the stadium to no not the bog the, the 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 cemetery old cemetery so you get the the eldegoss old cemetery you get you use eldegoss's ability to get the energies uh and uh -huh. then you gardena's on top of that and then boom 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 you got three energies and then you have um other options for your support pokemon so mostly i've been seeing some chinchinos uh so you can start uh -huh. doing make do's and then switch that out uh with balloons and then smack huh it's fun it's not great but it's fun <laughs> yeah that sounds like fun um, i mean yeah, i told so i've i've said that that card could be good if they find a way to be able to the modifier is good. You just got to find a, a good way to put damage on him. That's that's, so, that's probably that's, the deck you're looking for if you want to play Gardenas. <laughs> uh, it might be. I like Gardenas. It is a very, very good card. That is I, correct. I am going to try to stomp you. 
Okay. But it might not be. Oh, okay. So we'll you, did, you, you did unfortunately miss that. So before we get into the question, we are going to do a kind of a draft um, going in. So the winner of trivia um, wins, you know, first pick. If we both lose, we'll have to do a coin flip. So um, I'm going to go with my, uh, I'll read you the text to, of a trainer card. And you have to tell me um, what the name of the trainer card is. Shoot. So the text on this card is draw two cards. If your opponent has exactly one, three, or five prize cards remaining, draw two more cards. It's either schoolboy or schoolgirl. <laughs> and I don't remember which one does much. This is why I said I'm I'm being a little mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's see. Uh you said you said odd ones, right? So one yes. One, three, or five. Well, at this point you're fifty fifty. Yeah. I feel like I feel like it's schoolboy, because I think schoolboy is the is the evens that's two four six no that's i don't remember which one does what i'm gonna just say i'm gonna say schoolgirl final answer oh it is schoolboy dang it dang it but oh i was right on the right path dang it yep Schoolboy is even is the odd schoolgirl is the evens. That's uh, so bitch. Uh we tied. Yes, we did. Now I'm looking for a coin. Where's my coins at? I got a big big coin here. You're gonna have to believe me. Or actually I will I'll just let it hit. Um and then I will show you my webcam and then we'll see who wins. So call it in the air. Obviously, you got you got the gold with the EV and Pikachu on the t on those heads and in the black well, as tails. So it's, it's going to be tails because it never fails. Okay, you call tails. I call tails. I'm, you see my hands? I'm going to move my webcam. You you saw me throw it. It's heads. Looks like heads to it me. It is heads. Tails I, I got never fails unless Except it does. For this one, so, I. <laughs> Love it. I got first pick in our draft. Let's go. <laughs> well, you better not steal my player. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Let's... Before we get there, there's a few more things we need to talk about. All right, yeah, because now it is time to do some random card madness. And uh, we decided we're going to reach back in the past and pull out some Rebel Clash. And we'll talk about a random card from this set. Um, so I randomly generated a number, which has this set has 192 cards in it. And we got number 26. And if you look in your ETB book and you look to card number 26, you will find Nine Tails V, Ooh. a 200 HP fire Pokemon with two attacks. It has for a fire and two colorless, you have nine tailed shapeshifter. Choose one of your opponent's active Pokemon's attacks and use it as this attack. And then for 
of fire and three colorless, you have flamethrower, 180 damage, and you discard an energy from this Pokemon. So, uh, I'll let you, Jake, do you need a minute to gather? How think much about HP it, again? 190? 200. 200. 200. Hmm. It's obviously weak to it's water. It's always just it's... been on that cusp. It's always been on that cusp of is it playable? Um, I would say it's bulk. I really, really wish it was like throw it into a deck. Um, there may be a home depending on where fire goes, but that's a small window because of uh, rotation and acceleration. So, I mean, there might be an RC's box, um, but being, being able to seal your opponent's attacks um, seems pretty good. And then you have like, you can always, I don't know. I, it's... I, I know back in the day, throw the them down. Nine like, tails. Like, I, know I just is... think you could just, like, you could just punish your opponents. Like if it was like a Palkia and he loaded up closed deck list, you just throw that down, accelerate to it and bam. Um, that would be pretty good. It's just like, how do you get there? Yeah. Um, it. So there's more. Uh, yeah. For basic, I know it was used when. I don't know. This is uh, two years ago when it was released. I know I've seen it in. Uh, I've seen it in a Ditto box before. I've seen it in like a count a welder box because. Yeah when welder was legal uh back in the day so it has been a viable card we have not seen its viability recently mostly i think because fire has been non-existent so it's really just like yeah yeah, it's because it does offer fire a little bit of um not randomness but like things you like you you were mentioning like you can kind of punish an opponent for a big attack that they may have because uh the three energy is not that hard to get to and especially recently with the dte and even uh, gardenias being added back i mean it was put out in a welder box so you have another welder but it's just right. not fire energies this time mm. um but it only requires one fire. So you are ways to charge this up and you may be able to punish an opponent with a big attack. Yeah, maybe with um, like yeah, maybe with uh with the the stadium. I always forget that uh the stadium's name, but the volcano or whatever. The, the um, magma basin. Yeah, magma can, basin and then double colorless. Like there might be something there, right? Uh yeah. I mean, it all depends on what you can actually copy um yeah it wouldn't be the focal point it would be definitely part of like a box deck i think yeah because i mean you could you could turn into nova but hey <laughs> right off of that you I could mean, uh, still not bad like it's it's still a two price like like whatever I mean, there's definitely things they could do to, to yeah. affect your opponent um and i will also say it's fire typing doesn't help it like that was another reason why it was in the box because it was a fire typing that could hit with pretty much any attack right. um because of that and because that attack become fire type um so in those boxes it was the fire type pokemon that can get charged up with welder uh easily or or any other energies um so 
that hasn't been relevant because grass isn't that big of a thing. So um, I think it's typing made it just held it back. And I don't know, maybe people forgot about it. Uh, that might be too. Um, the forward, the forward is a beautiful card. So hold on to that. Oh yeah. Um, now my, my my brain is a spinning, and I want to bring this to the locals next week. <laughs> hey, you got my brain spinning too. So it was a good random card madness. It's a fun yeah. card. Uh, I wouldn't get rid of all of them. So no. it's it's is bulk. It's bulk that you don't need like four of it. I fringe guess I playability. <laughs> yeah, very fringe. It definitely has fringe playability. So. Yep. That was a fun nostalgic random card madness. So after that good chit chat, I think it's time to break and talk the news. So this week in the news, we are starting to see some revealed cards from Japan's next set, which will be in our next set, Incandescent Arcana. So we've got a, a couple dozen cards revealed. Um, some single prizes as always, but we've seen uh, in uh, the first Calyrex card that doesn't pertain to riding uh, horse. one of the horses. So it's Calyrex by himself. Um, he has a pretty cool, two pretty cool attack, but Calyrex is going to be a grass Pokemon, 110 HP. It's a basic. Um, and then it has an attack for two colorless King's King's Command. 30 damage. You may search your deck for up to two cards and put them into your hand if you do shuffle your deck. Um, so uh, that works uh, pretty neatly. Um, it is worded exactly the same way as uh, Arceus's Starbirth. Mm -hmm. Uh so you don't have to, it does not say you have to reveal them. You can search your deck for two cards and then put them into your hand. Two hidden cards going into your hand. Cool. Uh, I horrible. should mention, yeah, it has another attack for grass and two colorless, three, three energy, brilliant bloom, 90 damage, heal 20 damage from each of your Pokemon. It's a good amount of heal for a grass uh, damage, but um, not big damage numbers. Uh, this Calyrex might find a home in a deck that wants to search out cards, maybe he might be a control card. He might be. That definitely seems like one. Um, I mean, I know Marnie's going to kind of go away uh, soon. They'll still... Um, so when that's still a thing that potentially play around that. Um, but yeah, in a control deck, you throw this Calyrex out, get the two cards you want, set you up for next turn, um, stall your opponent or something like that. I, I can definitely see this... Um, having an effect on the meta um or at least some playability or, or experimentation at least it's a rare it's rare too because most of those card searching abilities don't necessarily do any damage but calyrex still does a little poke of 30 yeah in there with that card search so i, I don't think that's they may not play into anything but uh, my, just something i mean i thought with the with the with the the turbo energy i mean you're doing 10 uh but if you yeah. have the twin you're you are hitting for that that 30 um again that's going to rotate eventually yeah. but um yeah not not horrible yeah cool little card um and then i don't know this card might be pretty good i don't know i i really just don't know but uh emergency jelly is a trainer uh it's a tool card and it's uh it's text reads at the end of each player's turn 
If the Pokemon this card is attached to has 30 HP or less remaining and has any damage counters on it, heal 120 damage from that Pokemon, then discard this card. Oh, I definitely I like see this uh, seeing some play. Yeah, like it's weird because we don't usually see a lot of heal cards see play, but this one especially, like if this is like a really cool one. That if you just can't hit the knockout, like then you, you get like you basically nullify you might nullify their attack. Right. There there are plenty it, of like decks that want to tank and, and and do stuff. Like so you have Blissey, you have that Stone Journer, um, that kind of played it to that same strategy, you know, hit and then try to recover. Um, especially, you know, they both kind of lend to like having hyper potions and, and getting pretty close to that. So I can see a world where this is one of those cards that you can play in conjunction with like a like a hyper potion, right? Um so yeah. that's a lot of damage recovered there. Um will it see room in every deck? No, but some of the decks like that, hundred percent you'll see this being played. Yeah. All right, and then uh that uh kind of ends that article, but we did also see a uh a new line of executor with an execute um execute doesn't do anything but this is a psychic lineup not the usual they're they, uh, going with the psychic portion of execute and executor not necessarily grass but um executor has a pretty cool attack a uh, powerful storm so this is a stage one 830 hp Psychic Pokemon for one Psychic Energy, 20x damage. This attack does 20 damage times the amount of energy attached to all of your Pokemon. So uh, a neat little single prize option for those, uh, I don't know, those Calyrex decks or the the, the um, Mew, uh, Mew right. D-Star, something like that that can hit for, I don't know, big numbers. Um, it doesn't have to be on Executor. You only need one energy. Uh, to actually hit with it, um, so you're not sacrificing a lot if he uh, dies. Um, he does have a, a second attack for a Psychic and two colorless Stampede, and you just do 100 damage. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not going to be meta-defining, but definitely a card that gives a lot of different type of decks utility um, as a backup attacker. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it might be something that you look at. So, well, let's look at one of the bigger cards that were revealed. Uh, now, uh, we got another reveal of a Radiant coming out. And we've talked about healing cards already. So this is another one, Radiant Sarina. It's a grass Pokemon, 140 HP. It comes out as a basic. You can always only have one in your deck. It comes with an ability, Elegant Treatment. Once during your turn, you may heal 20 damage from each of your Pokemon. And then for the attack is Grass, Colorless, Colorless, Perfume Shot, 90 damage, remove all special conditions from this Pokemon. Uh, and then uh, Retreat is 2. So not a crazy attack. We're getting a Radiant for its ability. Mm -hmm. And this is 20 damage heal from everything on your side of the bench. It's basically anti-quick shooting. Anti-quick shooting or anti-any any kind of ping damage. Um, 
So a lot of times you see, you know, your opponent trying to fix math, you know, turn or two ahead where they'll, they'll ping you, um, you know, once or twice and then try to do it again on the next turn to kind of finish you off. Um, and we've mm -hmm. seen many times where like 10 or 20 damage is, is make or break. Um, you know, if you survive that hit, survive the game. Um, so there is a world where this deck will fix that math. It really just depends on how prevalent, um, you know, ping damage is and being that math fixer going, you know, in the in forward um, pre-rotation and even going after rotation, um, how prevalent this, this card will be. Yeah. I mean, it really will depend on how, if it's worth filling your radiant slot um, for the heal. But I think it is a decent ability. It's repeatable. You don't need anything special for it. Uh, it's just heal 20 damage from everything. So pretty pretty neat radiant. Yeah. All right. And then we got a couple other big cards uh, revealed as well. We have a... Uh, Let's uh, just talk new... about the Vs. The Vs yeah. start, right? The Vs yeah, there's, there's a new Mew. There's a new... Zashian and Zamazenta, uh, nothing too crazy there, but we do get a superior V and a superior V star. Rosa, 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 superior is getting a character rare with Rosa on it, and it does look really cool. It is, oh the my god, I'm gonna get a whole page version of, of the card. Uh, it is definitely superior, um, but uh. The V doesn't really have anything to write home about. Uh, it has an attack for 120 damage that you'll never use. Um, and then the V star, though, I'm always on the. I'm looking for a grass Pokemon. So this one has interest. Might have. Might might be playable. So uh, the V star uh, has an attack grass color. It's 270 HP. I should say that first. 270 fire weakness. It has no retreat. So a pivoting Pokemon, a man. That's a huge thing. Yep. Um, the V has a single retreat. So the V star is the only thing with re no retreat. Mm -hmm. um, so the attack, grass, colorless, colorless, royal tornado, 190 damage. Move any amount of energy from your Pokemon to your other Pokemon in any way you like. Um, so it's one of those Pokemon where you can move energies around. So I, I don't I'm I'm not seeing a huge uh damage potential coming out of grass no, Pokemon yet, but no. um it there is a, a little bit of potential damage here because his V Star attack is grass, just one grass energy, coiling star, 60x damage. This attack does 60 damage for each energy attached to this Pokemon. And then you switch this Pokemon with one of your benched Pokemon. So, um, if you can get a decent amount of energy on him, um, he can do big damage. And then he also protects that. Right. Because he will switch out. So, right. th there's a world where you can do a big knockout and then save your... And, and not have to maybe sacrifice the, the Pokemon. At the same time. Right. So, so the superior um, kind of just lends to like a, a hit and run deck, um, getting multiple of these guys out, hitting, switching energy around um, and doing that hit in the two shot game. 
forcing them to try to boss you or being able to tank hits and then retreat and then kind of rinse and repeat. Um, it, we'll see if it's, it's definitely a deck that's uh, intriguing. Um, and, you know, it, it gives options. So, you know, it may not be meta defining, um, but another deck that that Gardena's Vigor might go into. Yeah. I'll be interested to try it out because in my head, I mean, the it's going to be a weird play and, and boss's orders will still just ruin the game plan. Um, but, uh, Maybe. you might be able to, um, find ways that hopefully there might be ways to play around that. Um, you might see some kind of tech that stops it, but I mean, like you said, you can hit with the, the Royal tornado, take all that energy, put it on another one. The other one you have on your bench. So you're not sacrificing energy, energy. You put cricket tune out. If you get that cricket tune out, this sucker's got 310 HP. So it gets 40 extra HP. So then if they can't knock it out, you switch it out, slide the other one up, you keep hitting. Right. So and you just keep switching. Uh you can play, I mean, you could play Cheryl's in that that time frame too, because mm-hmm. um you can Cheryl the one that has damage on it, it won't have energy on it to discard and then uh do the same exact thing. Right. So it is a a weird hit and run tactic. Um, but it could be pretty cool. Uh yeah. Last one to talk about um, is one that I think is going to be a sneaky, deep, cool play. Um, so it's Ho-O-V. So uh, it is a colorless 230 HP Pokemon. And, and we have a local, Steve, who loves his Ho-Ho. And he was looking forward to a playable Ho-Ho. And I think he might have got one. Not necessarily for his attack, which is four colorless energy, rainbow burn, 100 plus damage. This attack does 30 more damage for each type of basic energy attached to this Pokemon. You might say, well, that's hard to do, but Mm -hmm. he has a really cool ability. So it is uh, Rebirth Flames. Once during your turn, if this card is in your discard pile, you may put this card onto your bench. If you do, attach up to four basic energies from your discard pile to this Pokemon. If you use this ability your turn ends. So this ability does end your turn, but you've just accelerated four energies to a Pokemon on your bench. Um, now, obviously with his like attack, they kind of mean, you know, you can get four different color, different types. And then he's set up to do uh, uh, 220 damage then. So uh, that's great and all, but the thing that you got to remember is Thornton is a card that is coming out. And what you can do, if you think about it in, in ways uh, outside the box, is you can, like a Dialga deck, maybe. On your first turn, you discard this this guy, and then uh, you get your Diancies out and play. You discard a bunch of Metal Energies, three to four, whatever. Uh, and then you're ending your first turn. You got Diancie in the active. You bring out and you accelerate as many energies as you can maybe three hopefully four and you just accelerated four metal energies from your discard pile to the bench and then if you hit a saucer in there the you you maybe have one attached or something like that you can thornton that sucker next turn to dialga and then immediately evolve it right because it's play for a turn and you could have dialga with almost five to six energies on the board without ever actually having a Dialga on the board. I think we so. broke Dialga. I 
I mean, this, on his is, own and in, in a standalone deck, uh, he. I don't think he's going to see play. Unfortunately, I think it, he would would have if that ability did not say your turn ends. Um, but the scenario you wrote out there um, seems pretty good um, for for that a deck that wants to build up energy and kind of wants to build up over time. Um, so it kind of forces your opponent to go after you know the um, the Ho O uh, instead of like a Dialga. So yeah, I mean by himself, it's nothing to write about but there is utility there for sure yeah i mean it's for a deck that wants to get you could even use it in like you could argue dark right like the same way um just because if you want to accelerate energies it's essentially an ending turn like accelerate four energies uh to, to your board and if that helps you in your game plan like it would help dark right it would help uh, dialga um because uh, obviously dialga has to find a way to get the energy off of it so you could have a Dialga on the board and Bronzong it off or or just like I said, Thornton. Like but like right. it, it's just whether that tactic is gonna help you. Cause I do agree with you. I don't think it's gonna be playable in its own rainbow energy deck where you're hitting for 250 damage, 240, 250 damage mm -hmm. um every turn. Alrighty. Well, yeah, there are a lot of pretty cool cards there. I can't wait uh, for, you know, for the next set. Uh, but that being said, let's jump out of the news and let's jump into, um, you know, a little bit of world's talk to kind of finish this season off. I mean, it was a pretty fun um, season um, and I can't wait for this weekend to see the decks that come out of it, just like the gameplay decisions to come out of it. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, so first and foremost, Chuck, um, before we get into um, our draft, let's talk a little bit about decks you think that are going to see some success uh, and why. Um, well, I think we're going to see Palkia play. I think it's just a powerhouse deck right. uh, play well. I think you're going to see Arceus up there. Uh, I think we've all come to the consensus as our top two <coughs> at the moment. Um, and those are going to be fighting each other. Um I also find that you're probably going to see Mew find success um, being the the triangle, mm -hmm. like the, the third prong in that triangle. It is a true triangle right now. Um, so I definitely see that it will be being, it will get some success because it, it doesn't have the target on its back. Uh, I want to say if, if one of these decks, one of these three has the target on its back, uh, I think it's Palkia. Um if, if we're going to pin a target on one of them. I think Palkia is the one that you're going to pin a target on. Um, so you might find, like, Arceus has the ability to put electric with it or something like that so that it can take advantage of that. Right. But um, those are the three I think you're going to see most and in most numbers in the top like day two or however they are going to split it. Right. I, I don't want to say the top cut because I think the top cut will actually probably be a little bit more varied. Yeah, potentially. I mean, I agree with everything you said there. Um, Palkia probably does have that uh, target on its back. So it really just, to, for me, it depends on the Arceus and what is paired with the Arceus. 
Um, you know, obviously Azul won the North American uh, International Championships with Flying Pikachu. Um, Flying Pikachu hit for that weakness on the Palkias. Uh, it it and another thing it did really well was it hit for um, blocking off of basic Pokemon hitting. So really, kind of dragging those decks like uh, the Regis down. That's what kind of killed Regis is is Flying Pikachu, right? Um, it just auto loses. Um, do 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 those Arceus players stick with that uh, Pikachu or like? I know I'm I'm in like this little lens goggles of Tapu Koko V Max is so good right now uh, because there's different reasons. Obviously, it hits for it hits for weakness on water. It hits Pikachu for uh, weakness. Even if it's not hitting for weakness, it does that paralyze. But there's a lot of le- or a lot of decks that don't play a lot of switch right now um, or any kind of switch out cards that um, that are manual or you know switch or 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 What's the other one I'm looking for? Um, like roping or yeah, roping or anything like that. Sorry, um, but I don't think anybody. I I would hope to think that somebody that's going to make cut this time with Coco because I feel like he is there. Um, are some of the top players looking at Coco? Um, probably not. Um, so if it really depends on where the meta is, do we think that Pikachu is going to be there? And kind of pushing the Reggies out. Um, if everybody, if the majority of people play Pikachu, I think Coco would be a really good solid pick. Um, but yeah, I, I think those are the three decks, like you said. Uh, Palkia has a major uh, target on his back. Mew, not so much. Um, but there are still path decks out there. Um, and then you know Arceus box, uh, Arceus flavor of the of the week. So it's ran kind of seeing where those kind of line up. I don't think any one prizers are quite powerful enough, except for maybe Reggie's. If if Pikachu doesn't have a presence, Reggie's might see some play. If Pikachu doesn't, you might actually see uh, Reggie's kind of jump up there. It, it's kind of got to pick the meta. Um, you got to call it right. <laughs> um, that's I, I don't. I don't see a single prize deck sneaking in. Like I just don't. I, I tend to. Agree. Options, I, I don't. I don't think the options are that great because I really feel like it's it's uh, Reggie's or the best. I want to say if we had a best of single prize decks at the moment, it's Reggie's, uh, uh, Luna Rocks and yeah, Luna Rocks uh, is good, but it's not. And wrap is good. <laughs> And Rapid Strike Malamar, which Rapid Strike Malamar is not necessarily world's good. Ditto either. box. No, I'm just um, kidding, but it is really fun. Yeah, everything else that's single prize, like it, it's not that something that will get hot enough to like continuously do well. I Lunarox agree, and Reggie's are the only thing that could be continuously well. I think Reggie's is just like I think I think enough people have shown like their weaknesses as long as they continue to get played, they're just gonna get put down yeah with the uh, popularity then, of peak right now i just don't see how you can bring it to a, a competition like this yeah um and expect to win with it and i just i don't see the liking of luna rocks in the upper class top competitive player right I, I just don't see them like taking it seriously enough that they would play it because it does offer like it does it is pretty counterable i mean i've been a fan of it because it's simple fun and can smack 
things really hard, but I mean, it is simply counterable too. So, right. Um, I, I mean, that's a, I just don't see a single prizer. I don't either. I, I, I would, if I had to put money on the win, like a deck that wins, it's going the as a, a main staple. Arceus wins. I, I, I have to. I want to. I men. I want to put an asterisk on my state on my statement of a single prizer sneaking in. As long as this is a deck that attacks, if it's a control style deck that all also uses just single prizers, that could sneak in. But uh, possible something that something that is like a, an attacking archetype. I don't see it working. Um, but if if someone brewed control together, then maybe possible. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. You said Arceus is, you think, is... I think Arceus just has, the, a, a, again, there's so many different options. And somebody, you know, top players are going to consider it. They're going to read the meta right. They're going to hit the matchups. They're going to have all those different options. I think Palkia is really good because it can hit numbers, but your opponent can play around it with bench space. Uh, Mew is really good if there's no weakness against it, but it's still kind of very linear and, and a lot of the game are really decided in the first two turns. Um, Arceus is that deck that can go with anything and, and has the options and the comeback potential um, and the pull, you know, pulling away uh, the ability to do that. So I'm, I'm putting my money on Arceus. I'm with Coco, Coco, come on. It's your time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> I I am I will I'm gonna put my money on none of the three. Oh, then well, what is well, what is your winning deck then? I get I guess this is a lie. I guess I have to put money on Palkia. I guess I just don't, I, the, I I I don't think the focus is going to be Palkia. I think Palkia will be in a deck that uses Ice Rider. Yeah, uh, I think it, Ice Rider. It has well, to be a one-one. If it's anything heavier than a one-one, I just it's not good enough to me. It's just it's just too slow, um, and it just won't get there. I've seen I just it, it does give your deck options and different weakness spreads, like or you know anti-electric or whatnot. Uh, but it just seems like if you play more than that, like you're just lending to bad things happening to you, consistency-wise. I I feel like unless like you're the palkia player i feel like people have caught on you just don't play pokemon against palkia and things can go your way um i think ice rider they have to even i think ice rider and palkia can meet in the middle and form a combo um that can be serviceable against most things because honestly i think these matchups i i think arceus has kind of like got palkia's Maybe can win that. Like, I think I don't know. I can't remember the favorable spreads. I think RC is a little bit more favorable over Pal- Palkia head to head. Yeah, I mean, it's um, de- definitely games that, uh, in deck specific, but like it's definitely a triangle because I think Palkia has got Mew and Mew might have a better reliable way of beating something else. But I think that the oddball that you're going to have to deal with. Is the the Mewtwo V union like variants right? And I think if if you're trying to play as Palkia, I think that like Arceus just can't. 
they'll never be able to do a damage enough to take out a Mewtwo V Union. So I, I, I just don't see how it ever wins that matchup because it just doesn't have a Pokemon in its deck that does enough damage. Throw about VMAX. Uh, what's that? Throw about VMAX. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Crow, maybe. <laughs> you, you, may, you may be onto something. Uh, that, that, that you are correct there. Um, uh, but your Tapu Koko can paralyze them. So that no, I Tapu probably Koko. never would get to that point because <laughs> they're never going to be ahead in that game. So, um, the Ice Rider helps Palkia in that matchup. That's why I just think I, I, I have a feeling maybe it's my love for Ice Rider. I just feel like it's going to be a combination of those two because. It helps Palkia out and it's things when you don't when it goes up against things that don't want to play Pokemon. Right. When it doesn't want to fill the bench. And it can play if you play it like I've been playing it. If you play it right, you can do exactly that back to a Palkia deck in the mirror. Um where you can play the I'm not gonna play Pokemon and not let you do enough damage to my Ice Rider, even though I have Palkias in my deck too. Right. So that's yep. my it's interesting. There's a lot of different dynamics that go into just projecting the meta uh, meta. Um, and we haven't even talked about any unknown spice that might show up. Um, and obviously we're not going to try to predict that right now. Um, but I think we should get into the end of the season um, fantasy draft uh, of, um, of players that are going to yeah. get into the top four of world. So we're not, we're, we're going to each pick what four people you think sounds yeah. good enough. You said, you um, said four, and we'll pick yeah. our top four. Our, we'll pick our top four, um, and we can't have the same players. Uh, so once one's off the board, it's off the board for you know for the other player. Um, and then whoever it, you know gets the most amount of you know correct predictions. And I'm saying you know, players that make it into world's top four, uh, we get points. Or do you want to expand it to top eight? Um, I mean, I think we should expand it to whoever gets top eight, top eight, or like okay. most. No, top, top eight seems reasonable. Eight. So we're each gonna have four players. If one of our said players makes it into top eight, we get a point. Um, and then obviously, uh, we're there might be situations for tiebreakers. So what we're going to do is, if we have the winning player, the person that wins world on our team, we'll give them. Two or three points. What do you say? We're kind of making I, I this mean, up in the fly. I mean, that's got to be like, I, I don't know, three points, I guess. Because then yeah. if you'd have to hit three, you'd have to hit all three of your other four. Because obviously we couldn't have picked one of right. the top four. And then we'd tie. Right. And I think that would be equivalent of me picking like me picking the winner and nobody else, and then you pick the other three, top four, we tie. Yeah, so I, I let's just do this. Um, points breakdown, winner gets three points, top two gets a two-pointer, and if that player makes top eight, it's one point. So there's definitely a different kind of scale of points here. Okay. All right, so since I won the coin flip, I get to pick first. There's a lot of really good players out there, right? Yep. Um, and I'm going to take my first pick. I'd be a fool not to pick him. But I got to go with Isaiah Bradner. 
scratching the guy off my <laughs> list already. <laughs> that, that is a good pick. I mean, he has done very well this season at large tournaments and shows he knows his stuff. So, yep. Um, he was definitely on my short list. But um, that opens the door then to take the actual winner of NAIC. No. I'm going to stick with the, my first pick because I want to make sure I get him. I have good feelings. I am a big fan of Gabe Smart and his Gosh darn it. He, <laughs> he was going to be um, in there. Uh, so I'm hope I, I just hope I, me personally, I just hope he does really well and I hope he makes top four. So I'm going to take him as my first pick um, because I want him to do that well. I mean, I second that. Um, he's really great for the community. Always consistent and a top player for sure. Um, yeah. So I can't fault that. Um, but I, you left the door open for his teammate <laughs> and the winner of NIC. And I think I'm going <laughs> to go with Azul GG. Yep. I'll let you have the top two in, in NAIC. But I mean, how do you let that happen? <laughs> I left the door open. I just wanted to make sure. Um, wanted to make sure he was part of the part of my game, my uh, my top four squad, right? Because, um, I I don't know now. Because now you took I, I had like two that I for sure, and then I figured we'd go deeper. But now I feel like there's more options. There's a lot of I am gonna, a lot of really good players out there still. I'm gonna go with the guy who has the most confidence he's a fellow podcaster but he's definitely got the most confidence to win worlds because he said he's gonna win it like i don't know 10 months ago he keeps saying it. he's gonna win every tournament that he goes to i'm gonna give i'm gonna take jw jw Prewell. okay i mean that that's uh that's he's a obviously a top player um a really good he player He's won. He knows how to win, for sure. and he's got the confidence to boot. Okay, well, I, I can't believe you let me have this one, um, and I can't. I, there's no way I can let him fall further than this, and I feel like I'm stealing him at my third pick, and that is um, probably arguably the best player in the world, um, and I'm going to pick Tord Redcliffe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, damn it! <laughs> about that. Them European, I keep forgetting about the European player. I think European players now. All right, you're thinking out the box. I mean, that's not See, really I, that far out the that's box. Not, right? That's not the box. That's not far out the box. He he is definitely up there. He's got a regional win, and uh, is this maybe it was a special event? But he's got a big win. Um, I am gonna go. This is another. I'm gonna take him because I'm gonna I'm gonna take Sander because if anyone's gonna come up with the closed deck list, control spice, it's that man, and I think he might bring it for worlds. I mean that's a great so, pick. Uh, and I'm if gonna anybody's Sander. gonna bring spice to win it and catch people off guard, even these top players that we've all mentioned. If, if anything, um, I think he's top eight points. So right. I'll take, I feel I'll we, take we can't eight. just do top four. We we've got to get we got to get like eight people. Like I, I feel like we need to do more than four. 
this is just this is too much fun. Boy, that we're gonna be here picking everybody just to. Oh, we'll, we'll go like, six. Oh, we'll, we'll go six. This. We'll go six. That's four other people that will get some love. How about that? Okay. Okay. So then, my next pick, um, is Sinichi himself, Pedro Torres, um, another testing partner of of Tord Reckliff, uh, another really really top player. Uh, so I, I need to take um, you know Pedro. He's on my list. Um, I still thinking here. Still thinking we got three more. I got three more people to pick. You got three more. I got two. Three more. Three more. All right. Um, scroll on Twitter to see. Remember anyone else? So I don't forget anybody. Uh, I am gonna go. I'm gonna go with the man that popularized Wims to caught. I'm gonna take. Stake Frank himself, Frank Persick. Big old Frank, team rare candy. <laughs> um, so uh, I think they show off team rare candy makes a good showing for them. Right. Um, I mean, not a bad one. I'm just, there's so many other ones. Let's see. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm forgetting some good, oh. some good top, top level talent. For sure. I mean, there's so many good players. Um, and I, I, I know I said I wanted to expand this. Um, I'm going to pick Players' Cup 2 winner, Zach Lesage. Awesome player. Obviously shows that he can win some tournaments. Great content creator. Um, great person. And he has that killer instinct and the preparation. Um, mm-hmm. And he's got a good yeah, the the whole shuffle squad behind him too. So, right, I, there's a lot of good ones there. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna write this one down because you're not gonna put him. I, I I'm gonna take a Players Cup champion, but I'm gonna take the most recent Players Cup champion, and I'm gonna take Alex Shemansky. Oh my God, you took exactly who I was like. I'm gonna write that <laughs> Chuck's not taking him. Oh no! Nope. I thought I was gonna steal that one. Nope. Shemansky's got two big back-to-back wins, uh, and he recently wrote that he wants to go back, uh, roll it back again. So I'm, I'm gonna give it, give him the go. And and uh, I need another shuffle squad, shuffle squatter on my on my team. So. Well, I mean, I can't. I mean, I can't believe he's not picked at this point. But let's go with the reigning champion uh for what now we're at like three years <laughs> reigning now and uh <laughs> henry brand right like he's he's a beast <laughs> he's coming for vengeance here yeah i mean he's got to have that pokemon tcg world champion tag on his twitter for three years now so. <laughs> right so i mean there, there's um, there plus like he's always at the top of all those australian uh events out there so yeah um i like my team i i've got this in the bag so i have one last pick correct yes sir um oh jeez. I have no idea who to pick because a lot of really good. There's players. a lot of 
Yeah, there's a lot of really good people. There's going to be people that I... are slighted, I guess. But I mean, it's it's so hard when you get to the top like this. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to slight anybody. I just, I also just want to give some other people like you think that are going to just do well. I just want to give them the 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 cred. Uh, I am going to say, screw it. I'm going to go with. Rahul Reddy. There we Ryan, go. Radner's partner in crime. If they're going to know, they're going to do well together. They're going to, I think they'll know. 100%. Try and pick. You wouldn't let me have Radner. So <laughs> you the I'll, next take, his, thing, I'll right? take his testing partner. <laughs> All right. Let's see how this ends. So next week we will know, um, you know, the winner of Worlds and we will have a breakdown there. So before we, um, you know, kind of recap um, our draft here. Um, do we want to put a little bit on the line, like have another Sir Hopsalot kind of deck situation going on? Uh, we can. We can. We can so do that. What, do you, what do you think? Um, do we want to go hop or should we throw it to Twitter? Uh, we can put it, throw it to Twitter. Okay. Give so it. we're going to, I'll put a post up after, um, after we've done recording here. Um, so what do we think? And uh, at least give them four or three, was it? Four options for Twitter? Is it three or three? three, three, or three. Four. Hop is definitely going to have to be one of them. Um, is all tra- all supporters, right? Dan. Yeah, I mean, you could do. Dan's got to be one. Uh, I think this time where you you run Dan or, um, unless you want to try things where there's there's you're like not allowed to do something. Um, no, I just think you have to have a four of of. Of, of a horrible supporter card it seems fair enough at least yeah or nugget oh, agatha agatha that's right yeah or we'll we'll go with that so the four options so the loser of this draft will either have to play hop dan or agatha that will be up to twitter um and i will you know we'll announce this all next week so going into this let's recap um our draft of world so um, Chuck has Gabe Smart, J.W. Crewell, got Sander, we got Frank Perzek, Alex Chemensky, and Raul Reddy. Man, I could have picked. There's Natalie Miller still out there. There's we so many good picked. ones I, out there. There's no slight to. I could have went both tag team. I could have still right. got Riley. Right. Um, but my, Sorry, my, Riley. <laughs> my team is Isaiah Bradner, Azul GG, Tord Reckliff, Pedro Torres, Zach Lasage, and Henry Brand. I think. Somebody here is definitely in a in a more favorable position. Not that it's like any of the people on your team, but I think I got this in the bag. Uh, you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> My team's coming. My team's coming to win. Bring the heat. Bring the heat. Uh, I can't wait. I got confidence on my side over here on this team. Confidence. Right. For sure. Well, I think that's going to do it. Um, this has been a very fun episode of kind of recapping this last season, looking forward. Uh, to next season and then just having a little bit of fun there at the end um so what do you guys think who's going to take this uh take this win i like to hear what you guys think but um again thanks for hanging out with us till the end and we'll see you guys next week thanks again for listening to the pittsburgh pokemon podcast Uh, as always if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like a rating or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is it goes a long way to helping out the pod plus jake 
where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Panucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We'll see you all next time. See you later. You know, when you tell someone to draft Pokemon players, <laughs> your mind just completely goes blank of everyone you know who plays Pokemon, especially after the person you are going to draft gets drafted. <laughs> yeah, you You're did that like, with oh, me. Crap. Who, who else plays Pokemon?